coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. I think sometimes that we've been hurt so much in the past by guys that were avoided or emotionally unavailable. We've been hurt so much is that we think that the problem was that we were too available or we were too accessible. The problem was that who you were, who who you are, didn't align with them. It's not that you're wrong for wanting to be accessible and wanting to have closeness and wanting to text often. You're not wrong for that just because someone else made you feel like you were wrong. Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there is someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable. Hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey, from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Hey, girlfriend. Welcome back to the Hey Girlfriend podcast. I'm your host, mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. So I usually jump right in, y'all, but I want to share something really quick before I get to the good stuff. So, you know, I always got some motivational to say. That's that's been how I am my whole entire life. And some people used to say get on their nerves. I used to be called Dr. Phil, Oprah. But now I'm realizing I don't give a fuck. Like, this is who I am. <laughs> but so today I had a virtual interview scheduled, right? The virtual interview was scheduled for 3.30 my time. And it was for a part-time job because I love what I do and I do make some money, but I need some extra money, you know, some extra money. And so I'm like, let me just try to do something. Like, I don't really know where this, my Affinette Girl brand is going. I'm trying, I'm coming out of my self-sabotaging ways and really trying hard and still nothing is just sticking. I don't. I'm not making enough money, I would just say. I would like to make more because why not? So, I said I was going to try to get this part-time job. It's work from home. That's going to supply me with the computer equipment, all that. Like, great. This is great. Let's supply. So, I had an interview time set for 3.30. Why? When I get on there, I have my little makeup done. I had on a different outfit, of course. I had on like this little button-down blouse-looking dress. Had my little makeup done. I was ready practicing a little nervous but i'm ready pressed it to to go into the interview time time and it's 78 fucking people in front of me and i'm like why did i have a scheduled interview time if you're not ready for me so that's like wasting my time but i'm like i need this job let's just wait so i'm like okay let me wait they say it'd be 90 minutes i'm like shit and so I decided to get me some Chipotle, something to eat. Because if you follow me on my personal Instagram, not my brand, my personal Instagram, that girl Kendall D, 
I'm starting a new journey and I'm posting and I'm carrying you along with me to where I'm trying to eat better, work out, never joined the gym, my first time joining the gym, work out, eat better. And I'm looking at my face in this camera like it's even slimming down a little bit. But y'all can follow my journey there because I talk a lot about a personal shit and why I decided to do start working out and eating better now versus like New Year's resolution. Um, I ain't not gonna get, I'm not gonna get into that. That's not what I'm talking about right now. So anyway, I got my Chipotle eight still waiting, looking at the phone like, come on. And an hour passed, still nothing. Okay, 34 people in front of me. Okay, I'm getting close. Just for them to end the interview session in the event, and I never got my interview. I was so I wanted to bust out crying, but I was like, I started affirming myself. Like this can help anyone. Maybe on their journey, maybe when they get rejected or anything. So this is what I did, and it really helped. I just came back down, calmed back down. I was like, don't cry. It's okay. Like, God has something else more likely better planned for me. This is just a redirection. Something better can come along. It's not the end-all, be-all. It'll be okay. And the tears wanted to fall. I didn't want to mess my makeup up because I'm like, I can at least go do a podcast video then. So let's get that done. So I decided to, um, <laughs> I was going to do it anyway, but I'm like, you know what? Let's just, whatever. So I make, I didn't want to waste the makeup. I never like wasted makeup. And that's why sometimes I don't do podcast videos because I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing makeup just for a 20, 30 minute to an hour long video. That's just me because makeup is expensive. But anyway, so I'm like, I guess I get a good video in and I learned from that, like, it's going to be okay. Like, it's just something else is going to work. Out. And I'm declaring that now so that I can look back on this like a month later or so, or even maybe next week, who knows how quickly it can move. And I'd be like, look, something better came along and I, I learned from that. I'm even better now. I got something even better or I may not even need that a part-time job. I have just little inkling, inkling of hope and just faith that I won't even need to get a part-time job and that I will be supplied all I need from doing this work that I do here. I don't know what can be in store. Or what name my rooms my what name my room what na I don't what rooms my name is in right now, <laughs> but I feel like something else is gonna come up. I got some plans for next year, y'all. I got three books. If you follow me on my personal page, I talk a lot about you know my personal journey and self sabotage. I did a little bit on my I've been the girl two page too, but I was like I got three books that I am wanting to publish next year. One is going to be Toxic X Chronicles Sebastian. Y'all been waiting and asking. And I've actually been working on it. I have. It's just, I know it's going to be a long one because it's a long, it's going to be like the first one. But y'all loved it and enjoyed it and read that book in like a day. Some of y'all were saying like a week, days. And it was like 500 pages long. So the second one is going to be as long, but I feel like the second one's going to be even better. Like I really, really feel like that because... I don't know why I feel like that. I just do because I feel like it's a it's a different type of story and maybe because I like the ex more than my John. That's probably why. I just like it's gonna be good. Y'all think this one's good? It's gonna be good. And I'm gonna do I wanna do a big journal, like a very good journal. I got one out now that I that's cool. That's just for getting over someone. But this journal is gonna be more so about you and not getting over a man. I want this journal to be more so like getting in tune with you, your um, what's next for you, things like that. I want something that's, I have something planned that's going to be more 
guided, have a little more, just something that's going to be a little bit more than the other journal I have out now. And my other one is going to be like an essay book that's going to be like my life lessons all across the board, not just with dating. It's going to have some of the dating and heartbreaks um, lessons in there as well, but a plethora of other things, just some straight up lessons because I want my girlfriends to be well-rounded and not just prepared to date or to find a man because there's so much more to life than that. Finding a man and your partner and being married is just like the icing on the cake to your life to me. And I don't, that's why I really never really tell you how to find someone. Even my video on how to manifest a partner was about you getting in tune with you. So that's what I'm all about. And that's what I got coming up. So maybe working on those things is going to be my extra money. I, I don't know what's in store. And I'm finding that it's okay to be a bit of a wanderer. A, a wanderer. Meaning W-A-N-D-E-R. Wanderer. E-R. I think I spelled that right. But <laughs> I'm feeling that it's okay sometimes to be a bit of a wanderer. And I keep feel like I'm saying the wrong wanderer. I feel like it's okay to be a bit of that and not know exactly what's next. Sometimes our expectations of what's next can really hold us back and really limit us to what's in store for us. So me not getting that job, I decided to look at it as like, maybe that's just something that's not for me, although I really wanted it to be. Maybe there's something better. I've been applying for work for home jobs left and right and nothing has stuck yet. And maybe it's just not meant. Maybe it's not meant maybe it's not meant to pull me away from what I do. I really don't want to be pulled away from what I do at all. Not even a little bit. I want to just be solely doing this. So maybe it's time for me to just really pour into it and so that it can pour into me. So that's all I have to say, y'all, for for that part. Is that um yeah. I I didn't have such a good day, but I'm trying to find a silver lining and realize that redirection is a good thing rejection is a good thing it's just one to admit that there's something better and let's keep it moving so without further ado let's get into the podcast topic of today and this one is gonna be on dating rules to unlearn and not only that, at the end, I'm going to also talk about dating rules that I feel you should learn and should implement no matter who you are. So let's get right into that. So the number one rule, not number one, the reason, these are not in any particular order. Let's just say first up, one big, big thing that I see floating around a lot on TikTok Floating around a lot on Instagram, memes, everywhere else is all of these, mostly women, telling other women, you have to stop being so available. Um, you have to, even some men, you have to stop being so accessible and this and that. While that's true to a degree, I feel like that's a big lesson that a lot of us should unlearn because I find that. When you abide by the be unavailable, be um, not so accessible rule, that's only preparing you for someone that is emotionally unavailable, avoidant, someone that really generally doesn't like you. 
And it's like, why continue to date for someone that's not in alignment with you? I think sometimes that we've been hurt so much in the past by guys that were avoided or emotionally unavailable. We've been hurt so much is that we think that the problem was that we were too available or we were too accessible. The problem was that who you were, who, who you are, didn't align with them. If think about it like this, if you have some, if you are someone that you may feel like you have an anxious attachment or you're someone that wants closeness, you someone doesn't like any confusing behavior, any doubt, which we all should want that and like that. And then you date someone that, you know, is a little avoidant, is a little afraid to be too close, doesn't text often, is inconsistent. You know, you never know when you're going to hear from them or they jump in and jump out, they're in and out your life, up and down. You know, someone that's just kind of all over the place. Put those two together and how do you think that's going to go? And so now you're thinking, okay, he doesn't want me or he acted like that because I was just too clingy or I wanted too much. You didn't. It was just that you were with the wrong someone. And it's like when you take that mindset into the dating world, what you're essentially doing is dating for what you said you don't want. You're dating for someone that doesn't really match you. You're continuing to date for men that don't like you. Sort of like just in a nutshell, that's really what you're doing. And so something that I want you to realize is that what you should do is continue to be yourself and be accessible don't play games. Don't be like, oh, I'm not going to text them back because I don't want to seem like I'm desperate or texting too fast. Don't because you because then what you can do end up doing is pushing up some way, pushing away someone that actually wants you, wants your time, wants to be around you all the time, that actually likes you. And but you're sitting there trying to act all aloof like, oh, I'm you know, I don't want to seem like I'm too accessible or I'm busy all the time. You know, it, it's it's a balance, I feel like, because. One, you don't want to drop all your plans for someone, but then that's not even being too accessible. That's just crazy. You should not drop all your plans with someone. Yes, if you have plans. Yes, if you have something to do. That's legit being legit. But don't play games like act like you have something to do. Or if someone, of course, keeps planning last minute dates, that's different as well. If someone is just like, that's not respecting your time. If they're just like last minute, hey, come out with me. Or, hey, let's do this. And not planning something and respecting your time. That's different. What I'm saying is that don't play the games of like, I don't, I'm not going to text them. I'm not going to talk to them. Don't, I don't like those rules because it's, it's not being true to you. You should always be true to you. And then what you do, once you're being true to yourself, you allow whoever you're dating, whoever you're seeing, the space for them to be themselves. And so what you do with that is that you're seeing how they naturally are, how they naturally act, how they naturally date and how they're going to treat you because you're just letting them be them and you're sitting back and you're being you and you get to decide, is this enough for me? Is this okay for me? Do I like that they don't text me back for days? Do I like that they don't call me daily or text me daily? Do I like that they don't really plan many dates? 
Some people may not want to talk every day. I've seen some people say that I don't have to talk to whoever I'm dating every day. And some people like that. So that's where the mismatch is. You have to decide. It's not that someone's wrong or that you're wrong for what you want. It's that you standing firm in what you want for yourself. Because think about it. This is whoever you date is going to be potentially your lifetime partner or husband, wife, whoever you're dating. And so you have to think of, you have to be your full self from the get go, from the start to get who's for you. It's not that you're wrong for wanting to be accessible and wanting to have closeness and wanting to text often. You're not wrong for that just because someone else made you feel like you were wrong. They're not wrong from not wanting to talk every day or for wanting to be up and down or whatever they're doing. Somebody may like that, but it don't have to be you. So you are not wrong for wanting to be accessible, wanting to be available, wanting to talk. They're, they're just not for you. Look at it like that. And so always, always stick to what you want. Be you always be authentic authentically you and let them do them give them space for them to do them and you just decide if that space between y'all if what how they do if decisions they make for their life suits you or not simple as that the next thing the next dating rule i feel like we should unlearn is when you know how they say you won't know some no, wait, let me go back. You know how they say that you'll just know when someone's the one when you meet them. That's not always true. I'm just going to say that. That is not, it's actually not true at all. I don't want y'all to look at that rule as something that you have to abide by because it could be passing you up from someone. I feel like when you're used to love bombing, when you're used to anxiously attaching, when you're used to feeling those butterflies, you feel like that in the beginning, if you don't feel butterflies, which usually butterflies are just you having an anxious response to someone. Either you really like them and you wanted them to really like you, or either they're a little inconsistent and you're hoping that they become more consistent and like you. Whatever it is, that's sometimes usually what it is. Butterflies aren't always bad. Don't quote me on that. But sometimes for women like us, it can be. So what I'm saying is that you won't know right away if someone's the one. You just will not know that. It will take time. You have to give it time to get to know someone. That's really how it works and how it should work. A lot of people tend to think that if they don't feel butterflies and sparks right away, next. And I mean, if that's your gig, go ahead. But you're going to find yourself moving on a lot. And you're also going to find yourself falling for the initial attraction of someone and then it leading to nowhere. So if you found yourself actually doing it consistently, just looking for the spark right away. And if you don't feel it, you're moving on and it's not working for you. I suggest giving it time to grow. That's how healthy relationships actually are. They grow. You know, they move up. It's an incline. And the ones that are usually toxic and end up being bad for you, they start out really high and then they decline. That's when dating anyone that starts off with the love bombing, being very charismatic, sweet talking, all of that. 
what they're doing is they're starting up really high to get you. That's the fun part for them, just to get you. And then you'll notice it slowly just declines as you get to know them. That's not how you want it to go, trust me. So why not, If even if you start off not even really liking them, if you start off saying, I don't know about them, that's a good thing. Go with that. Keep on dating them. Keep saying. Now, I'm not saying date them for months on the end and you just don't like them. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying give it a chance. At this point, if you're single and you know you want to have a partner or be married, why not give them a chance, like a real chance? What's the worst that can happen? It's a bad day, and so you decide, okay, I'm not going out with them again. Or it doesn't work out, okay, next. Okay, try it. A little personal story that a lot of y'all probably already know, but I'm going to say it real quick because it goes with this. I didn't know that my husband was the woman I met him. I had no clue. I was not expecting it. I didn't even like him at first. I didn't, I'm not saying that, oh, I was disgusted by him. Nothing like that. I just was like, whatever with him. I don't know how else to describe it. I was just like, okay, he's someone to get to know. Okay, conversation's cool. I always thought that he wasn't a bad looking guy. I always thought that he was, you know, I'm not, okay, how can I say this? He was attractive to me, but not like the attractiveness that I'm used to, I should say. I didn't feel any instant butterflies, no instant sparks. Even our first kiss, I remember I liked it, but I wasn't like butterflies jumping around in my stomach. I was just like, this is nice. This is <laughs> and it took a time to grow. And y'all, it's still growing seven years later. So I'm telling you. Let it start off slow. Let it build. That's what keeps it going because it's building and it's going up, not down. I promise you, I find new ways to love him every day. I find that I grow more love with him every little thing that he does or every day. Just the small things, I'm loving him more and more. And it's growing more and more, even after some discussions and, and disagreements and like little things we have, we barely have a disagreement or a dis, you know, or an argument or anything like that, because we've learned how to resolve conflict from all the time we've been together. Even after that, I find it just growing. It's always just growing. So look for that in the beginning. Give them a chance, even if you're not feeling the sparks. You never know. That's something I had to implement. Is the you never know, and I'm doing it even now, even in other parts of my life personally. Just period. It's like. Stop thinking that you're going to know the outcome of something before it happens. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. So just try it. And you never know. So no, you're not going to know when someone's the one right away. You're just not. Dating rules are unlearned. Next one. Y'all may fight me on this, but I'm going to say it anyway. There is no such thing as having sex too soon. <laughs> There's just not. And I am gonna gonna um say this. Now, if you personally know that maybe you're you become attached during sex, or if you know that if you if if you know your personal relationship with having sex with someone and how you end up being once you do it, 
then yes, maybe for you, you may be too soon. I know some people, they only want to have sex with people they're in a relationship with. I know some people, you know, get attached. In that case, it can be too soon for you and you may want to actually wait till you're in a committed relationship. But for others, and I also want to not challenge that, but I also want to give my thoughts on that. Like, depending on how you view sex, that's what counts and matters. But I want to want you to know that sex is not what's ruining the relationship or the potential relationship. Sex or sex too soon, however you want to say, is not what's causing someone to suddenly lose feelings for you or suddenly not be all in. They more than likely are going to be that way beforehand. And they just led up to the sex and was like, okay, I got what I want. Now I don't have to try so much. That's how they were going to operate regardless. When two adults, grown, mature adults, decide that they want to have sex and they do that, if they know that they still want a relationship, it's still going to happen. Another personal story that I want to share that changed my whole outlook on that is that my husband and I, we had sex on the third date. And the third date actually happened within the same week of me meeting him off Tinder. We had three dates in a week. We had been talking a lot before that and we had three dates that week and was going out like within that week's time. And it was consistent. And me personally, this is me personally, this is what matters to me. I want to make sure that I'm going to be sexually compatible with whoever I date and end up with. It is important to me because I almost ended up with someone that was not really sexually compatible with me. As I got older, I realized the importance of sex in a relationship. I'm not saying it's everything. I'm not saying that don't twist my words around. But I'm saying it is important that the sexual compatibility is there. Like, yes, I'm willing to work with someone. And yes, I know it's not going to be shooting stars every time. Although it damn near really should be. Because, yeah. But I'm saying that was important. I wanted to make sure that we had that connection extended there as well. And that someone could listen to me and work with my body and I can work with theirs. All of that was important. And so I considered that a part of the dating process. I didn't consider that is, you know, something just held exclusively for whoever I'm in a relationship with and that we must be together then because we're having sex. No, this is like, okay, check off the box. You fit my sexual compatibility. And it's like, okay, let's continue to date. That's how I looked at it with my husband. We didn't end up in a relationship right away, but we did like a month later. And if it didn't lead to a relationship, I wasn't going to regret having sex with him. I wasn't going to regret any of that because it was a part, it's a part of the dating process for me. Now, I'm not saying that I sleep with everyone. What I did was I felt like it wasn't what he was really after. I felt like he was actually genuinely liking to get to know me. He was transparent. I felt he was genuine. I felt it was right. And so, yes, I went for it. And that timeline doesn't really matter when it's some when it's something you feel is genuine and you are making a sound choice. And so as long as you're making a sound choice about it, 
Have at it. Because it's not going to matter 90 days later. It's not going to matter if it's 30 days later. None of that shit really matters. 90 day rule, I feel like it's bullshit to be honest. I really, really do. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, it's fine to wait. But I feel like making a rule around it is not going to change anything. Sex doesn't have to change anything. You're making it change things. Or whoever they are is coming out when sex happens. But it's not, yeah, no. It's not going to make a man respect you more because you waited longer. It's not going to make, it's just no. Just no. I think it's all pure bullshit. Because I'm like, we're grown. Come on now. We're grown. And that's how I look at it. But, like I said, this does go back to making sure that how you view sex and what your relationship with it, it is, you do have to make sure that's in check. And for you, if you feel like that you don't want to go there all that soon with someone, don't. Like, it was a guy that I talked to for a whole month. Never had sex with him and never planned on it because I didn't feel it was right. I didn't feel enough in our connection. I liked talking to him, but I didn't feel like it was, it, it didn't, it wasn't quite there yet. And so I never had sex with him a whole month. And I never was going to. We ended up not talking, probably because of that. Because I wasn't giving it up. But here comes my husband along, dating him, sex on the third date within the same week. So you see how the timelines, how it doesn't, how the timeline doesn't really matter. It really matters about the connection and who you're dating and who you're seeing and who you're talking to. And if you feel comfortable going there, that's what really matters. I want you to be more in tune with yourself to know if this is the right decision for you or not. That's how you work that. All right. Another dating rule I want to, you to unlearn is your person for you won't trigger you. Because, girlfriend, you're going to be triggered by the one that is for you. And the reason being is I find that you're going to be triggered in any connection or relationship with someone that you're talking to. You're going to be triggered. And it's because when whatever your traumas were, your childhood traumas or whatever it was, sometimes you can fix them on your own, but it's only so much you can fix on your own. So once you get into that relationship with someone and you're seeing how they work and they're seeing how you work, them just being themselves may trigger you and, you, and they're not even trying to. You're going to be triggered. Because that's where the vulnerability and the growth steps in. And so once you allow yourself to be vulnerable with someone, to be open about the triggers or how you're feeling or to talk about it, that's when you start to grow and heal whatever trauma you have that's unhealed or whatever triggers you have. It is actually a really, 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 really good thing to be triggered in a healthy relationship, in a healthy space. Because I was definitely triggered a lot. And if you listen to my previous podcast, I'm not going to get too much in detail. I'm just going to let you know that you're going to be triggered. But if you listen to my previous podcast, like, sis, sometimes what a problem. That one. I talk about how I was triggered and how he triggered my codependency issues, my attachment issues, all of that. And so, ultimately, within that healthy space... It allowed me to grow and to change. And so, look at triggers as that way. 
your partner, the one that's for you, will bring up a lot of things within you. Let it come up. And if you're with a healthy person, this is something else that's also important I want to touch on before moving to the next thing. It's always important to be able to hold yourself accountable. But it's also important to have a healthy partner in a healthy space for you to feel safe to do so. Let me explain. So, in my past toxic relationships, there was no accountability to be had there. Because I wasn't about to blame myself or to hold myself accountable for anything dealing with someone that was so toxic and abusive towards me. That wasn't a safe space to even begin to hold myself accountable. I was more so focused on them and them changing. So when you're in a space like that, you're not going to feel it's safe to hold yourself accountable. You're not going to feel it's safe to do any growing. You're not going to feel it's safe to actually point out what you need to work on. Especially if they're hanging it over your head, trying to call you insecure, trying to call you this, and they're trying to do the tit for tat thing. That's usually how, if it's going that way in a dynamic, no, there's not going to be any growth on either part. Now, after that relationship, I did some growing because I didn't want to end up in that space again. But once you find someone that is emotionally mature, then it's easier for you to hold yourself accountable and for you to work through those triggers. Because I don't want you to think that this is the wrong someone for you because you're getting triggered. Especially if they're not intentionally doing anything. You don't know if they're intentionally trying to hurt you. But sometimes the way certain people move or... Things that you're not really used to. You may look at it as either like the space that they may need sometimes to go do their own thing. Hang out with their own friends. So that's just an example. You may consider that abandonment and it may trigger you. So that's what I'm saying. If you're in a healthy space with someone that wants to be patient with you and work with you through it. Then that's when the accountability for you sets in and the vulnerability even sets in and you can be open and honest about things and work on yourself then. Because once you have uh, someone healthy, like a healthy attachment figure, because your parents are your first healthy attachment figure. Once you have a this person you're dating and you're attached to them and you're trying to securely attach to them, that's when you're able to safely hold yourself accountable and realize that I have to work on me. I have some things to work on. I don't like the way I'm behaving. I need to work on this. It's not someone, you know, throwing it up in your face or triggering you in um, a negative way. So that's so, so, so important. But realize that you can't run. I know us women, we can have, like women like us, we can have that um, fight or flight response and just want to run when shit gets tough. Don't run. Especially if you have someone that's patient, that really loves you, wants to work work it out, and it wants to be there. You may feel like you want to run because that's just what our body is used to. But stay and work it out. And I promise you the growth that you'll have after that is so, so beautiful. But yeah, check out my Sis Sometimes With A Problem podcast to hear more about what I grew through. What I had to grow through and all of that. Um... Next dating rule I would like for us to unlearn. Oh, is that it? I have to keep a list because I'm at ADHD, you know. <laughs> but I believe 
that is it for what I feel like we should unlearn. Those are like the main things. As always, of course, if I have some more things that come to my mind, it'll be on my Patreon podcast, which I have all my bonus episodes. There's already hundreds of bonus episodes on there, a lot of good ones. And I post on there a podcast episode about two times a week. And right now, the latest one was talking about distractions and my personal distractions and how I was getting rid of them. Like, I feel like that's a good one. So, check that out. It's $5 to join just to hear the podcast. Um, let's talk about dating rules I feel you could learn. So, dating rules I feel you should definitely learn first is setting your own standards for yourself. Everyone's standards are going to look different. That's something else that I guess that can be kind of on the unlearn and the learning part. Because I see so many people telling you what your standards should be of like so many people, you know, the whole 50-50 debate and argument, not paying for a date, not going Dutch, all of that. Like, don't let society, social media determine what your standards should be. I feel like you learn your standards best as you date, as you actually date. And you collect data from each person that you experience and date. You learn more of what you do want and what you don't want. And you just kind of like put that in a pile, so to speak. And you continue to date. And you get closer and closer to someone that's for you as you date. So I like to look at it that way. And so, I, like I said, I learned my own standards. Like the whole sex thing, 90-day rule and all that. There wasn't a standard that I needed to have. And so I realized for myself... My standard needed to be what I made it for myself. And if I felt comfortable having sex with someone, I was going to do it. No matter how soon or later that was. Whenever I felt comfortable. So that's just an example. I'm saying whatever. Think about your own standards. If you have to set and make a list. And each time you date, remember the list of the standards. And abide by that. Don't try to apply someone else's standards to your life and your dating life. Because you're going to end up with someone that's not for you. That's definitely what you need to learn. Your standards for you. What I'm going to. Two top things that I really, really, really want to include. That I feel should be for every woman that's dating. Regardless of what your standards. Your personal standards are. Is number one. Do not entertain confusing behavior. Stop entertaining confusing behavior. If it starts off really good. And you're really attracted to them. You really like them. And then suddenly it's just going all downhill. You know what the hell happened. Don't keep talking to them. Don't sit and wonder why they're not talking to you. Don't entertain the confusing behavior. Don't dwell on the confusing behavior. Anybody that really wants you is not going to make you feel confused and they're going to continue to date you. I don't know why some people do this or some guys do this. They don't just flat out say, I don't want to talk to you anymore. They don't just flat out say, it's not working out for me. You know, or I don't know why. There's so many reasons why. It doesn't matter why. You have to decide, is this meeting my standards? The way that this person is acting. The way that this person is so distant. Is this meeting my standards for what I want in a relationship? And the answer is usually always going to be no. So, don't entertain confusing behavior whatsoever. Don't even try to reach out. Don't try to plan dates for them. Don't. Just know. Just know. Put them on the back burner and keep it moving. And when I say I put them on the back burner, I mean that 
Yes, you can flat out say, I don't want to talk to you no more. It's probably best if you feel like you're the type that's going to jump every time they decide they do want to date you or call or text or you're going to jump and be like like you're waiting for them. If you feel like you're going to wait for them to come around or you're going to wait for them to text you or ask you for a date and you're just like on their time, just end it. Flat out end it. Don't, don't waste your time on that. Don't waste your time on confusing behavior. Don't wonder what it means. Don't let it affect your worth. Don't let it affect your self-esteem. None of this has to mean that you're not good enough or that something's wrong with you or that you did something wrong. And let's just say that you did, quote-unquote, do something wrong or whatever. If they can't communicate that to you, you don't want to talk to someone that can't communicate with you about what's going on with them or about something. If they can't communicate and open up and say, hey, I didn't like that you said or did this or that and that, you don't want to talk to them to begin with. You want someone that can actually communicate and talk to you. And if they can't open their damn mouth and even say, hey, I want to move on or communicate or whatever, don't, don't stick around for it. I started getting turned off by that shit and it was like, I don't got time. I don't have time. Even if you are still new to the self-love thing and the self-worth thing and you're still trying to really pour into yourself and not let stuff like that affect you, even if you don't feel you're all the way there yet, you can still understand that you don't want someone that's confusing. You don't want to waste your time on confusing behavior because it's going to hurt you in the long run. Just don't dwell on it and make it feel like it's something wrong with you because it's not. This person is just probably not for you. And they just may not want to come out and say it. Or they may be that may be how they operate. They may like taking days to talk to you. Or taking forever to plan a date. Or whatever it may be. They were, or they may legit have something going on. They may legit actually be busy. Or have something going on with their life. If this is in the very beginning you're dating. You don't have to stick around and wait for that. For them to come around. You don't have to. You're not obligated to do that. If that's not your man. You are not obligated to wait on them. You're not obligated to understand that shit and give them the benefit of the doubt. You got things to do and you're trying to find someone that is in line with you, in, in alignment with you. So, no, that, put that in your standard list regardless of what your standards are. The next thing that you definitely should add to your standards list no matter what your standards are is do not let them sell your fantasy and don't sell yourself a fantasy. I don't care how they come in in the beginning. If they come in talking all great and good, all this future faking, telling you what they, you know, plan to do with you, telling them what they want to marry you, telling you all this nice stuff and just it's all great and it's just all talk and all that. Don't sell yourself on a fantasy, girlfriends. Don't let them sell you a fantasy. Let transparency and genuineness be the thing that makes someone attractive to you. All this we talk shit is just talk. In one ear and out the damn other. All of that is just talk. And it doesn't mean it's going to lead to anything. And it usually doesn't lead to shit. Don't let them sell you a fantasy. Don't. And don't sell yourself a fantasy. What you do is you keep yourself... Ground it, first of all. Ground yourself. And you ground yourself by realizing that you still have to see if this person is right for you. They may be coming in trying to say, 
I see myself with you. I don't see nobody else and all of this. They may, they may come in legit saying all of this. You give yourself time to catch up to that. They may, they may be legit. They may not actually be coming in causing you any harm. They may actually just, that's their personality. Usually it's not, but I'm saying, just making it, throwing it out there. That may be what it is. You still give yourself the space and the time you need to not move so goddamn gone fast. You want to take your time to see if someone is right for you. They should allow you space and the boundary for you to actually catch up to their feelings if that's how they're feeling. Give yourself space and time. Don't fantasize on someone or don't let them sell you a fantasy. Fantasies are not reality. So what usually happens with that fantasy is that you know, you'll start fantasizing about what it could be and you start getting attached to that fantasy. And once you're attached to that fantasy, it's like hard to break out of that shit. You'll see all these red flags. You'll see this shit pop up and you'll see things that you're not really comfortable with pop up. But since you're just so stuck on the fantasy, you're like tunnel vision and you're not seeing, you're seeing the shit going on, but you're so hopeful that the fantasy is going to come true. That's why you don't want to sell yourself a fantasy. Let them sell you a fantasy. Because it just... It basically just fucks you up. Okay? That's simply put. So, don't do that. If you see yourself falling into a fantasy. If you feel yourself getting excited about what if. Reground yourself. And remind yourself. That you still want to get to know them to be sure. You still want to take your time. Sometimes you have to say it out loud and affirm yourself and remind yourself. This is great. This is nice. But I still want to date to make sure that this person is not going to hurt me. That's actually what really helped me is realizing that I don't want this person to hurt me. I don't want to be hurt again. I have to protect myself. And you can still date. You can still be open and still protect yourself. But it's like you're moving at the pace that's comfortable for you. And you're basically just reminding yourself. That's what I was. That's what I did. Even dating um, the man that's now my husband. I didn't know it was gonna be my husband. Everything was genuine from the start. And I remember, um, I remember it just being really genuine and transparent. And it was. It wasn't too fast. It was just the right pace. But I was still reminding myself that you know I want to make sure. That I like this person. Even after having sex with him. I'm like. And we wasn't you know committed. I'm like. Okay. I like that. It's like I just stayed present. And I just. Anytime he did something I like. Okay I like that. Then I added it. I didn't go and jump ahead. And start adding things I like about them. Off of our fantasy. I slowly added things. That I actually seen them do. Into my like. Pal of. My data. I was collecting off of them. Like okay I like that. I like that about them. Oh, that was nice that he did that. That's nice, you know? And it's that's how it, it, it started to build. If you go and you build a fantasy yourself, what's in this fantasy world is not real. It's just stuff that you're hoping to come true versus you actually letting them add stuff into this box. And this is not the fantasy box. It's like the reality box. And you're just like, okay, I like that. I like that. Oh, I like that they did that. Okay. 
So look at it that way. That's how I rem remained grounded. I just looked at it. It's like I'm letting them show me who they are. And that's what's building it. That's what's building the attraction, not the fantasy. So regardless of who you are, that should be a standard. Should be. Should, should be. And there's probably a few more, but I feel like... You know, going, getting out there and dating is the best lesson. And I actually have a podcast talking about that that I tried to upload to my Patreon. But for whatever reason, the memo didn't record right. So I don't know how I'm going to upload it. But look for that on my Patreon. I actually have that about people being, you know, if you're afraid to date again, how it can be, you know, you're not sure if it's time or not. I talk more about how you decide when it's time and how really it will never be a good time. It's just best to look at it as an experience. And once you date, then you'll see if it's a, a right time or not. You have to take your time with it. I think when you're so used to moving fast and instantly growing attraction to someone and then it just fall into shit, you're thinking that's going to happen like that all the time. But you got to remember, you're different now. You can grow now and just take it as you date that you're adding to your growth and you're learning more and more about you and about what you want. So yeah, that was a good podcast. I got to find a way to upload that some kind of way. Um, screen record and maybe upload. I don't know. I really liked it. And I thought it was very informative about a lot of women because lately in you know my coaching, I've been having a lot of women question if it's time for them to date or not. So be looking on the lookout for that. If you're on my Patreon, be on the lookout for that. I'm definitely going to find a way to get that uploaded this week. Even if it has to be a screen recorded or something. It's going to be up because it's good. And it goes with this. So that's all I got really for this one, y'all. For this podcast episode. So as always, girlfriends, until the next podcast episode, peace out.